To know and not to do is not to know. To know and not to do is not to know. Yeah. To know and not to do. Yeah, no, fat. Welcome to the new Black is the New Rich podcast. And we are at episode five today. We're at a different location in Hamilton, Tuscany Studio, brought to you by my friend, Raquel Chase. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to have a little bit of a different episode, but not so different. So she is a entrepreneur, full-time entrepreneur and single mom. So I obviously found that super interesting because as an entrepreneur myself, I have no time. So now I want to know how she navigates through life and how she gets through her days um, being a full-time entrepreneur. So um, would you like to introduce yourself again? Uh, My name is Raquel Chase. I own this beautiful salon we're sitting in, Tuscany Studio. And I'm also a realtor and, like you said, a single mom of one little boy. Nice, nice. Okay, so before we get into you owning the studio and being a real estate agent, give me some of your background. Like, how did you even get to this point? Oh, gosh, that's a long story. Okay, let's back. Okay, let's let's back it up. Like for the last how long have you had the studio? Um, going on seven years. Oh, shit. It's that long yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's back that up to around seven years ago. What was going on? Like, how did you make the decision to get this studio? Like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Oh, so seven years ago, before this studio came into my life, um, I was actually working two jobs. Mm-hmm. I was living in Toronto. I was working retail and working at a restaurant. A lot of people know it. Copa Cabana, and um, I was at the store. I didn't know you worked there. Mendocino? <laughs> no, you didn't know? No. Yeah, I was a hostess there. I was working two jobs. Okay, lit. Yeah, you wouldn't know at those times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I was doing that. And then me and my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. my son's dad, found out that we were expecting. Well, I found out. And. It kind of went from there, to be honest. Oh, I was also studying real estate at the time as well. So you got your real estate license then? Oh, you're good. Um, no, I didn't get it then. I was just in school for it. So oh. I was on, I think, the third course at the time. At that time, you only do three courses and then two extras after. And then it, it changed, obviously, after the years. But um, yeah, that's what I was doing at that time. And then I was talking to my brother's at the time girlfriend Mm -hmm. and she worked at the salon. Yeah. She worked at Tuscany. Here? Yeah, she worked at Tuscany Sun. So we were just talking, shooting the shit. um, And she mentioned that the owners were going to be selling and we're going to sell it to one of her, one of the employees. Mm -hmm. And she told me the price that they were going to sell it. So couldn't, I couldn't resist. Yeah, I couldn't resist. And it was just kind of perfect timing. I was expecting working two jobs that weren't going to hold on to me being pregnant. Yeah. Because I'm not the image. You you, and you couldn't do maternity leave on those jobs? No. Oh, and okay, I wouldn't cool. get anything because yeah. um, I was just part time at both. Yeah. And I wasn't in real estate yet. Yeah. So and it was very important for me to be able to stay home. Yeah. With my child yeah. and, you know, breastfeed, do all that fun stuff. So this literally, I can't say fell in my lap, but it it did. So in my opinion, when uh, people have successful business endeavors, there's like a little bit of luck that plays through and good timing. Would you say mm-hmm. that's that? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. This came into my life for a reason at the right time um, when it needed to. 
Okay, so let me ask you a question because you, you, I guess you dive into like entrepreneurship, you're opening up your own business. Like where did the business background come from or did it just read like, shit, I'm gonna throw myself in the fire? No, so <laughs> it's funny because when I lived in Hamilton when I was younger, cause Hamilton's where I'm from, yeah. um, I grew up thinking I wanted to be a dentist oh. and the fundamentals behind it were really just money. Mm. I was really just like, I need to be financially secure. Mm -hmm. What's a job I can do? And I knew dentists made mm -hmm. obscene amount of money at that time and had great benefits, et cetera, et cetera. You know what everyone pretty much does. Mm -hmm. um, and then I met my son's dad mm -hmm. and we started seeing each other and I was talking to him about, it. I was going to school, et cetera. And he brought up going to school for business. Oh. Okay. And I, I took his advice. I uh -huh. went to school for business instead. I didn't finish it mm -hmm. because, you know, <laughs> life. <laughs> it was, it was, I was in a toxic situation. So it was hard to kind of study mm -hmm. and do all that. But um, that's definitely what got me into the business industry. Okay. Dope. Yeah. So here we are. Now we are at Tuscany Studio. We're a real estate agent and you're a full time mom. How do you balance the time? It's a lot, yeah. to be honest. It is hard to do, um, and I'm still working at it because- So you wouldn't say like you got it down pat? No, no, absolutely yeah. not. And I think, I don't know if I'll ever have it down pat because mm -hmm. I mean, as you grow, new opportunities come across and things like that, you know? So, I mean, I'm getting better at managing my time and knowing like when I wake up in the morning, Monday to Friday, first is get my son ready. Yeah. That's first. Yeah. It's London time. Yeah. And then after that's done, okay, now it's time to get yourself ready. I'm at the salon. I know what days I'm there and yeah. what time I'm there till. And then I know I have to pick my son up for six. So mm -hmm. I have two hours to spare to maybe like get in contact with my real estate clients, look stuff up for them. Mm -hmm. It's just about organization. Um, Organization is really <laughs> everything. So you have to be organized you, doing, yeah. doing all this. So then obviously you're gonna come across some tough days, right? And right now your son is five? Six. Six, so yes. he's six. How do you explain to a six-year-old that might be saying like, you know, like just, how do you explain to a six-year-old that wants your time that may sometimes can't even get your time? Yeah, that's, um, I've made it a thing from my, like with my son, mm -hmm. from when he was really small to communicate with him. Mm -hmm. Like he is a human being. Yeah, like he's Like, like he's grown. not, like he's grown, but obviously with its limits. Like yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. you know, use different words and stuff I shouldn't with a child. Yeah. But I've done that. So we have a very open communication, me and him, and yeah. he knows that I work a lot. Yeah. Um, and I know he doesn't fully understand it mm -hmm. yet. Even like he knows I have the salon, he knows I do real estate, but does he know what I'm actually doing? Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I just try to communicate with him and I also to make sure that he has a schedule for himself. So he kind of knows yeah. what it's like. Like he knows that if he's at jujitsu or he has jujitsu from four to five every day, well, that he's not gonna have time to go be with his friends. The mm -hmm. same way if mommy's at work, I don't have time to be home and playing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like, if we have priorities and I try and teach him that if you sign yourself up for something, it is your priority until it's finished. Mm -hmm. So like jujitsu, these were things I wasn't taught when I was young. Yeah. So it's very important for me to let him know that. Mm -hmm. um, 
he's a kid, so everything I've put him in eventually gets old. Mm, so he gets <laughs> so bored. He gets bored <laughs> and then he doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for me to make sure that even if he doesn't want to go, it's something he signed up for. It's something he's going to see through and he's going to give it 100% while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's... Okay, I'm going to jump right into the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for the people that don't know, uh, single, married, um, divorced, what is it? What do you mean? Oh, me? Single. Single. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So everybody, she is single. Okay. Very single. Okay. (laughs) So being a full-time entrepreneur, being a full-time mother, like, how do you even, because you're so responsible now, like, how do you even, how does a guy potentially even fit into your life? He doesn't. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, to be honest, um, it's hard dating at this age. One. Why? Why? Well, because I'm approaching 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. And approaching 30, I have obviously had my fair share of experience dating. Yeah. Uh, and I was in a six year relationship with my son's dad. Um, I know a lot more of what I what I want now as a woman. Mm-hmm. And obviously I believe relationships are all about compromise, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but it's gonna take someone special to come in and make me compromise on my on my life that I've built for myself. What's that special man look like or what does he have to have to for you to pique your interest? I it's a good question. <laughs> so to be honest, one thing that's very important to me is that he knows himself. Okay. Fair. That is very important fair. because I don't really believe in the codependency thing. That's not yeah, placed not by, at this time. That's <laughs> not the cash somewhere, prices are too high. <laughs> right? Like, that's not somewhere I want to be. Yeah. Or put myself in that position ever. Yeah. Um so I do believe if he knows himself and that means so much in one in a couple words yeah like he knows himself he knows what he likes what what makes him happy he has drive so confident drive yeah um, ambitious yeah, like yeah. okay cool. and responsible and just independent yeah i because you can't give all like i guess with your situation your time is split up already yeah so so when i think about like okay a man now i have a man in this equation yeah He's got to be holding his own. Like, he's got to be doing his own thing. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, basically, and you're not his number one priority yeah, no, kind of thing? no, no. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't want him to be mine. Yeah, okay, fair. Like, fair. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair. But I feel like codependency is a lot more of, of the norm just mm-hmm. because what we've been taught growing mm-hmm. up and stuff, you know? So, it's a little harder to find. What do you see out here these days? If you can't, if you can't find what you're looking or not or if you didn't find what you're looking for yet what do you see that's not cutting it um (laughs) to be to be honest i feel like a lot of men and this is just men i've come across Mm -hmm. um want me to be more codependent than i am they want to feel not gonna happen they want to feel needed more Mm -hmm. and they want to feel I, I guess wanted, it, yeah. I, I guess wanted more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, again, like know, know yourself, yeah. know what you bring to my table. Yeah. And 
I'm going to know myself and know what I bring to your table. And either we can benefit each other and grow together mm -hmm. or it's not a vibe. Like, okay, fair. So when it comes to men and business or just being an entrepreneur, obviously, I can only imagine how many people come to you and like, oh, let's do business. But they're really trying to, <laughs> you know, they're trying to get to know you on another level. Yeah. How do you uh, maintain your respect and integrity and how do you keep it, your, your boundaries, boundarying? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a hard one because I find myself getting into these positions a lot. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know me personally. I'm a very nice person. Yeah. I'm a very nice person to a limit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm still trying to find my balance on keeping things like on a respectable page, I guess, mm -hmm. um, without making like hurting men's egos almost. It's it's honestly, it's hard. I'm still finding my way because I am a nice person and I do often feel like men take that and kind of run with it and just see how far they can get, like in the midst of talking about business, just comments and, you know, stuff like that. So it's hard. I'm still finding my way, to be honest. Jeez, because uh, yeah. obviously, like, I feel like entrepreneurship is like a male dominant, uh, dominant sport. So for you to get your respect it's like you have to go like almost harder or like be more assertive or maybe even be mean when you don't even want to be mean literally yeah it's all three of the above i feel like every industry um unless it literally comes down to beauty and aesthetics and even mm -hmm. a lot of the financials behind those are male driven mm -hmm. so i mean like personally i know like a lot of spa owners whose husbands are the financial backing behind that you know what i mean so we somehow end up in this male world mm -hmm. no matter what yeah. which it is what it is you know but um and i do find that often puts me in a very male state of mind where i can't just be like fully feminine i do have to have this guard up i do have to maybe like it's boundary your boundaries yeah, yeah like i have to have this not approachable feeling to me mm -hmm. or energy to me when I go out places and stuff because I need people to take me serious for what I'm there for. And that's, yeah. That's a tough one. It that's is. A, that's a it tough is, one. yeah. Okay, so now we're, it's 2022 and you're not a person that um, really enjoys social media. So your social media is on and off and obviously there's a lot of businesses that run through social media and you have two successful businesses how do you maneuver without being reliant on social media, especially in today's day? Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. It's, it, it's very, very hard. And constantly every day people are asking me, like, yeah. why aren't you on social media? Why don't you have social media? Why aren't you social media famous? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's constant. Um, me personally, I, I have this salon, mm -hmm. right? And I meet a lot of people in here. I love all of my clients. So I try to form relationships. If I do cross paths with you, I want to form a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm good at that. And me forming relationships means our conversation is not going to just start and stop when I meet you. Yeah. It's going to continue on. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully referrals and things like that come from that. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've been doing it so far. But I will say, I. I am going to get back on social media yeah. because it does it definitely does benefit and especially while we're closed like closed off and can't necessarily go everywhere and can't socialize like we used to. 
I won't get my chance to just physically meet people. And I feel like you have so much story and so much um, to you that uh, you, social media will definitely benefit you. And yeah. I've been on you for it a long time. <laughs> Jeez. So you mentioned a key word. You mentioned relationships. Yeah. How important is relationships in business? Oh, very important. Mm -hmm. Very important. And Because basically you need it for a good relationship is good business. Yeah. And you build, you're like, to be honest, like because I've seen you in here, you're like, therapist almost in here sometimes yeah all the time <laughs> how, how, how's how's that for you because sometimes you're taking you're taking on people's bad days right mm. and then you have to go home and what, be a mom a happy mom sometimes it's a heavy load sometimes how do you deal with that um i think a lot of it has to do with my own background personally like mm. growing up and mm. stuff like that i've kind of always played that support role um just within my family and stuff so I have, I like to see people happy, you yeah. know? And if they're yeah. not happy, I do believe I have an ear and I can listen. So having that, what I guess some would call skill, mm -hmm. um, I like to use it. Mm -hmm. So when I come here, I mean, some people might look at listening to people's sometimes small problems yeah, that they're yeah. letting you know really ruin their day yeah. as a nuisance but i enjoy it mm -hmm. because i know my clients feel a lot better after they get it off their chest and i know they and you're in a wellness studio too right? yeah and then i know they appreciate my opinion that's why they're bringing it to me in the first place and the fact that they feel like they can come somewhere and let this weight off their shoulders mm -hmm. i'm happy to take it because i'm not actually taking it on i've at least learned that much this far along mm -hmm. to not actually let it affect my life mm -hmm. unless it personally affects me mm -hmm. so yeah that's balance balance okay dope i'm gonna ask you a question what does breaking generational curses mean to you <laughs> it's a loaded one it's a loaded yeah. one but we talk about it all the time and like you know like how we're gonna change our trajectory for our families and stuff and i would love you for you to share it to be honest so breaking general generational curses to me um so my when i look at my life and I look at growing up and I guess a lot of people would call it the way I was programmed mm -hmm. because I do look at children as like, they're like an empty hard drive. Mm -hmm. And the people they're around most are the ones wiring Their those wires. Yeah, 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 yeah you know? Yeah. So um, when I look at my upbringing and my programming and stuff, and now being a grown woman, um, I can see a lot of the the bad wiring like just yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like and i i can see it because i'm going through it mm -hmm. so you're right now you're rewiring uh, right now you, i am rewiring what you're actually like, growing up to be pretty much everything how hard to is be that? honest it's extremely hard so it's a mind war mm -hmm. that's what i would call it mm -hmm. so i was never taught to like punctuality mm -hmm. not a thing go to school i mean if i want to yeah like you know so playing on sports teams i was really good at sports but my coaches could never rely on me because like was i there you at morning did, yeah, practice you just did what you want i just did what i wanted mm -hmm. right um and then when you grow up and now you're you have to be at a job you have to do all these things you have to have all these responsibilities these things are important mm -hmm. someone like me because i wanted to do better 
I had that feeling for me when I was little. I wanted to be better than what I was being shown. Mm -hmm. And um, it's literally to the point where you're trying to wake up in the morning or me myself, I'm trying to wake up in the morning and my body and my mind is just like, no, just sleep, just yeah, sleep, yeah, you know, open yeah, up, know the, open up the studio late. Like yeah. your clients won't care. Close yeah. it for half an hour yeah. extra. And I'm literally there like battling yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting myself. Mm -hmm. Like it's just me, but I'm literally, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally fighting myself, but there's so much importance behind it, especially because I have a son. Mm -hmm. And I think me having my son is what actually pushed me to realize that- He's watching. He's watching and it doesn't matter what the hell I tell him. Mm -hmm. Because my parents told me to go to school. They told me to go to practice. They just didn't show me that it was important I need to be at those things, mm -hmm. you know, so. Because a big part of teaching is, okay, you teach someone how to do something. Yeah. But teaching them why is another part to it too that I feel like our parents' generation, I'm not saying they didn't, they, obviously they just didn't know better, but yeah. they didn't teach us the why we're doing something. It's just like, do this, do that, do this. Yes, exactly. So I think now in our generation, we're now, we have the ability to teach our kids why. Why is this important? Right? Yes. Why do we obey certain authorities? Yeah. And then have them think for themselves and then because make a it final is, decision. It is important, I feel like us learning it where we're learning it at. Some people are already ten years deep into it. Like yeah. their kids come up naturally and it's just a natural sub subconsciously they're doing these things. Mm -hmm. Whereas me, I have to consciously have to do think them. about I have to literally yeah. <laughs> like everything, even just what time I feed my son, you know? Um, I feel like I'm reprogramming pretty much everything. The yeah, food I put in my body, the way I treat my body, mm -hmm. um, the people I hang around, the the things I do for my, my, like the way I spend my extra time, the the way I sleep, like everything, mm -hmm. everything. And it's, it's a lot, but it's so important. I feel like if more people did this, this world would be a way better, better place. place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way oh. better. Okay, dope. So you mentioned something important that I want to get into and you mentioned friends. How important is your circle of friends? Very important. <laughs> and this took me this took me some time to figure out to be honest because I used to be always I always was one of those people that are like no birds of a feather a feather don't flock together. Mm -hmm. well, they definitely do. They they definitely do. Now mind you, do I have friends for different things? Yes. Fair. Do I have friends I enjoy going out with because they're way more energized and outgoing than I am? Uh, yeah. Are Do I have friends that I like to just come over and chill at my house and mm -hmm. do nothing mm -hmm. with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have friends for everything. <coughs> but um, friends are very important because just like a partner too, and just like a parent to a child, those people that you spend your time with influence you in ways that you don't even know exactly they're influencing exactly. you exactly you know so everyone's an influence everybody yeah, so really. like that's why i said like being a parent like being a friend just mm -hmm. it, like in a relationship you have to choose wisely about uh, the people that you choose to have around you okay so let me ask you a question i know you have or probably have had um like childhood friends that you know you kind of drift apart your interests are different how do you let's say separate yourself because you're on different trajectories or they're not where you're at yet. And how do you, how do you separate yourself, but still maintain the love for them? Um, that's not hard. At the end of the day, the love I feel for someone is, it's a feeling, you know, mm -hmm. it's the human in me. Mm -hmm. And I have friends from kindergarten mm -hmm. that I'm still cool with. And I don't need to talk to them for three years. Mm -hmm. Like 
three years plus, but that love is always there. It just means we're on just different paths right now. Will we meet up one day where we're hanging out again all the time? Possibly, I don't know. Cause I don't know where what's going on in their world. And I mean, I don't know what my future holds everything anyways, you know? So I think it's pretty easy to maintain that respect and that love for someone, but also understand that you guys are on two different journeys right now mm. and you got to mm-hmm. part paths. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it sucks. Yeah, no, sometimes it does suck yeah. because, you know, now that I'm getting older, I just feel like not everybody grows at the same pace. So I don't even look at certain people maybe in my circle that, oh my God, they're not on my pace. They're not going to, they're not going to places where I like them to go. But at the end of the day, I was at a place where I was yeah. fucked up. I was doing fuck shit and I just have to stay humble you just have to that. wish, yeah, and wish yeah. the best and for wish them, the best you know? for them. But the best for you as well might not be the best for the them. The best for them, and that's yeah. and, and that's one hundred percent facts. And just be open to the time if they do come to you for help that yeah. you're willing to help them. You know what I'm saying? Yes, if you can, still your dog. If you can, they're still your dogs, you can, no yeah. matter what. Because yeah, cool, cool, cool. What type of impact do you want to leave on the world? <laughs> <laughs> Um, type of impact, if I could leave any impact on the world, um, it would be to show it. I wouldn't even say it's a woman thing. It's more so just like a human thing that mental strength is so important. It definitely is. Mental strength is so, so, so important in that if you work on getting to know yourself and being confident in yourself and being comfortable with yourself, you Mm -hmm. know, really getting to know who Mm -hmm. you are that you can really do anything you want. 100%. And when I say that, I'm talking to myself too, because it's not easy. Like it's not an easy game trying to get past your fears and and things like that. But I do believe that once you tune in and you're confident enough, you can do anything. So let me ask you a question. Um, What are some tactics or some things people can do if they're not confident or to get that mental strength that you're talking about? Um, or what are some things that you do? Read. Read? Yeah, yes. reading's big. Yes, I read. Uh, meditation. Meditation is definitely very important. Definitely. And I need people to know it's not easy. To meditate? <laughs> it is not easy to meditate, especially when you first start off, because your mind just, when you want it to turn off, that's the times it wants to go on full mm-hmm. speed, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, so I do that. And I also spend time with myself. A lot. You know what? To be honest, I feel like a lot of people lack uh, the ability to spend uh, time in solitude. You know, they they don't like to spend time with they don't like to spend time with themselves. They're always uh, looking for something to do. Always when they're by themselves, they feel so uncomfortable. And in my opinion, if you feel uncomfortable while you're alone, then something's wrong. Well, to be honest, I feel like the world we live in um, has kind of built us up to be doing things all the time. That's yeah, to Mm -hmm. be doing things and to be with friends and, you know, and then you bring in social media and now you're looking at it all around the world, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not like it's really getting better in that sense. It is pushing people to distract themselves from themselves Mm -hmm. because then when they are alone, guess what? It's the last place you wanna be. And that's not good. That's That's not not good good. at all. Like at all. (laughs) That will hurt. 
like all areas of your life, your work life, your entrepreneur life, your relationship life. But some people thrive because being codependent or being because they're so codependent. So they just make sure that they're not really alone. Yeah, but I just don't even feel like that that catches up to you sometimes. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of people, it doesn't catch up until. Would you say they're thriving, though? No. So you have to think they're thriving as far as they know. If someone never takes the time to get to know themselves or Mm -hmm. take the time to sit alone and actually realize they don't like their own company. I think that's such a red flag for themselves. Yeah, but some people look past it. Uh, Some people just ignore that and go back out. Yeah. Every weekend, every night. It's like, yo, if you themselves. can't hang out with yourself, why can't They're why aware of I? it. We're always aware of what's going on within us. Are we? I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm we? not gonna say in the sense to be like, oh, this is what I need to do right now because yeah. this is how I'm feeling. But yeah. that off feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe that we're okay, we yeah. feel that off feeling. Yeah, that's true. That's how true. do we don't maybe know where to navigate and what it to like put it to, but mm-hmm. we know it. It's there. And uh yeah, I've seen it. I have like I know people that just, just go, go back. They don't want to face it. Yeah. And they'll just keep going. Are they thriving? No, I don't think that they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing or what they were put here to do on this earth. Mm -hmm. And they might not realize it until it's too late. That's scary. It's the way the game goes. That's scary. That's scary. (laughs) That's scary. So I have a couple questions for you. I want to know what is the best advice that you've ever gotten and what's the worst advice? Okay. <laughs> and no, you don't have to say no names. It's all good. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Best advice I actually heard. Okay. Best advice it? I've heard. Oh my God, I use it like crazy. And okay, I say cool. it to myself too all the time. Okay, cool. To know and not to do is not to know. To know and not to do is not to know. Yeah. To know and not to do yeah, no facts. Like if you facts. say you know something and you're not doing it and you're not doing it, well then, then you, you don't, don't really it. know it because yeah. you know what I mean? Like if you say that, you know, going to work late is going to get you in trouble, but then you're not going to work. I mean, you're going to work late and you get fired. Don't act shocked. You, yeah, you yeah, clearly you, didn't know what was going to yeah, come yeah, from yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah. because if you did know you were going to get fired, your ass is going to be at work yeah, yeah, yeah. on time. Okay. So yeah, that is one of the best piece of advice. And I I use that with my son too all the time because he's always like, I know mom and I know. And I'm like, then why aren't you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Facts, facts, that's a bar. Um, Worst advice. Oh, worst advice. I mean, I've gotten some bad advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I can say, and it's just a simple line Mm -hmm. and it can go towards so many things but mm-hmm. worry about it later yeah definitely that is one of yeah, the that, that, that's, worst that's pieces. Yeah, and yeah. that like it that came from like one of my parents you know yeah. like worry about it later yeah don't yeah. if something's if something's worrying you mm-hmm. pay attention to it mm-hmm. you know like worry about it get it dealt with because if you push it off mm-hmm. it's gonna come back 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was a piece of advice that, and I'd say like, you can just look at that in so many different ways, right? 100%. But um, yeah, that's one of the worst. Okay, I'm gonna ask you some more questions since you brought it up. You brought up, <laughs> you brought up your parents. Yeah. How do you navigate parenting knowing how your parents parented you? Um, so again, back to being young and just knowing. I just how had that old feeling. You had, how old were you when you had your son? 
I was 23. You're, why do you, time's flying. Right? No, I crazy. know, I know. I was 23 years old yes. when I had my son. Jeez. Now that's still older than both my parents. Yeah. When they had both yeah. me and my brother. Yeah. So did you know what type of parent you wanted to be as soon as you had your son or did no. you just, no, you navigate through the years? Um, I navigated through the years and I will say in the most humbling way that I did use my parents' parenting as something I didn't want to do. Okay, fair. So that was uh, that was what guided a lot of my navigation, you know, uh -huh. like, okay, um, London starts school at 9.15. Waking up breakfast wasn't a thing. I didn't eat breakfast my whole life. I wasn't a breakfast person. Uh, okay, London's up, we're gonna do breakfast. Yeah, He's yeah, eating yeah. that first meal of the gaps. day. Fill exactly, so um, that was a, that's a lot of what helps guide me. Yeah. Uh, and then also getting to know myself more and just being aware of myself mm -hmm. helps me a lot too with parenting because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm raising a human being. Mm -hmm. uh, he's my son. Yeah. He came out of me, but one day he is going to be out in this world by himself, by himself <laughs> with the influence of me. Yes. Mm -hmm. But his own mind mm -hmm. and so I want him to be like aware of himself from young, not to have to do all the work that I'm doing now, mm -hmm. to just have it naturally installed in mm -hmm. him, you know? But every child, like, is no matter what, how, I, in my opinion, how um, how easy we want our children's life, they're always gonna go through their own trials and tribulations. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah, trauma yeah. is and no trauma. matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Trauma's coming with them no matter what. At the end of the day, my son does come from a single mother household and mm -hmm. he goes to his dad's, mm -hmm. but, that's gonna be something later. He he's gonna is, have to, he's gonna have to process yeah, yeah, in his own way. That, yeah, yeah. Sure. you can't avoid that. This sure. is this is life. All right, last question because I like to make predictions on the show. So in five years, I want to play this back and be like, ah, she said that. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> <laughs> you give me that blank stare, like shit. Um, in five years. I see myself in a very stable position. Um, stable, what does stable look like to you? So stable for me is right now I'm maneuvering and finding like I have this business that I've had for seven years now yeah, and real estate I got two years ago. And in five years, both of those things and whatever else things I have going on are going to be on a schedule. Mm. So, like I said, I'm still figure I'm still figuring it out, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and as my son grows, and you're just I'm, getting started. And as I'm being a new parent, yeah. like I'm figuring these things out, and yeah. there's no better way to figure them out by actually doing, doing them. Mm -hmm. So, in five years from now, I see myself being where I am today, but ten times better. Okay. Yeah. Fair. And you can hold me to it. Okay. <laughs> I, I definitely will. I definitely will. So for the people that um, want to contact you about business, because you have no social media right now. Actually, when this episode comes out, you will have social media. I will have social yeah. media. You will have yes, social media. Yes. Uh, where can people contact you for anything? Um, well, on my social media, absolutely. Yeah. And then I also have this page here for my salon, which yeah, is well, Tuscany Studio. Okay. Um, email else? address? Yeah, email. All of that's going to be on my Instagram. Okay. So, yeah. so when yeah, it comes out, you reach get it. out. I Absolutely. bet. So that is episode five of the Black is the New Rich podcast. 
We're here at Tuscany Studio in Hamilton. Make sure you guys come check it out because it's a beautiful studio and she's actually doing renovations, right? I actually want to talk about quickly about some of the renovations, the new additions that you're, uh, oh, that you yeah, added. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so for the longest time, this place was a tanning studio. Yep. And, uh, which is lovely, you know, amazing. Tanning has all sorts of things good about it that mm -hmm. don't necessarily get publicized because well, this is just the world we live in. Mm -hmm. But um, so right now we're making the transition from just tanning salon to tanning wellness. Okay. So I'm looking at tanning a little more from the health perspective. And mm -hmm. after going through this COVID and the fact that we live in Canada, we don't see the sun half, half of the year, like sad seasonal depression, things like that mm -hmm. are an actual thing. Vitamin D is an actual thing that helps your immune system, your mental health, everything. Um, and I'm gonna be bringing in different things that go along with that. So things that are good for your skin mm -hmm. and your healthcare and mm -hmm. overall just helping you feel a lot better um, inside and out. Okay, dope. Yeah. And what's that new machine called? The infrared salt yeah, infused sauna. What does that do? Real so quick. it's an infrared. So infrared light, a lot of people know, helps with like fine lines, wrinkles, and oh, just cool. your skin. So um, I can look young forever. <laughs> basically. And uh -huh. then also the salt infuse is actually good for your immune system, <clears throat> um, your breathing, if you have asthma, shortness of breath, nose, nasal, everything like that. So that's what the salt's doing. And then it has chromotherapy as well, which is a holistic light therapy. So it basically is just like, in marketing and stuff, you use different colors to mm -hmm. heighten a different sense in people. Mm -hmm. So when you drive by the dollar store, it's always yellow because yellow is cheap. Mm -hmm. So that's why they use that color. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And you learn yeah. that in marketing yeah, that sorry. I did stay for in yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So um, chromotherapy is basically a whole bunch of different lights that trigger different things in your body. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm really excited about it and uh, we'll see where it goes. Okay, dope. And that's a wrap. Episode five. See you next time. Choo, choo, choo. Everything black.